another 30 minutes. All right, so let's start off from the top. No. Happy New Year! Y'all got me on all type of espresso this morning. I had Starbucks at 7 a.m. Uh-huh, my last one for the month. Because we're going on a fast tomorrow. Lord, help us all. It's going to be all types of fat disappearing in the next couple of days. We're fasting that we do that every year in How Church, and I'm excited about that. How many excited about fasting tomorrow? At least you're honest. You're like, no. <laughs> but I wanna, I wanna do something awkward before I start my my chat with you this morning. I want to, I want to say that you know, that if you're here this morning, you need to give yourself a round of applause. I think you need to give yourself a round of applause. Let me tell you why. Do you know how hard it is to wake up on a Sunday morning after you've been working all week and, and, and you're here and, and you know, it's amazing. It's amazing that you're here. And I, and I feel like you don't give yourself credit. So I want you to right now give yourself a round of applause. Come on, come on. Give your, that's not a round of applause for yourself. You love yourself a little more. I know how much you love yourself. I see you guys on social media. Come on, get, all right, fine. Give the person next to you a round of applause. Can you do that? Ah, that's nice, that's nice. See, good job coming here this morning. It's good, right? I wanna to talk to you about some stuff today. I have to be really, really pastoral. Um, what does that mean? I'm a pastor every Sunday, right? But I'm gonna, I'm gonna really like give some direction for us this year, today, as we speak. And I'm really excited to make a really big announcement um, today, and that is that in 2019, at the end of the last week, some of you probably have no idea what I'm talking about, but I'll give you some brief explanation. God had asked me to do something that was probably the hardest thing for me to ever do, and that is to quit my second job. Um, you're like, Pastor, I didn't know you had another second job. Yeah, well, it's basically to, I had a second job, and my second job is traveling the world, speaking in different churches and conferences and stuff and um and in 2019 the last week i'm bawling my eyes out because that's where my income comes from that's where my that's where that's where i have a lot of fun to be honest with you i get to travel i've been i've over i've been over 40 countries doing this for for about 10 years and he asked me to dedicate more time to this house because something big is about to happen in this church that's when you clap i gotta give you some explanations if you're new to this church, you have absolutely no idea. But if you've been in this church for the last couple of years, you're like, ah, oh, wow, pastor's not going to be out as much. Doesn't mean that I have still some contracts that I have to fulfill throughout the year, maybe seven or eight. But you're not going to see me out as much as I've been for the last few years. I am going to be home. I'm going to be dedicating myself to this church this year. And I'm excited about that. I was very, very scared, to be honest with you, because... I was like, oh my God, what are you asking me to do, Jesus, Lord? I'm about to get, I'm about to get married soon. I need all the type, all the money. I, yeah, uh, that's, a, that's true. That's another announcement. I, that was another announcement. 
It's another announcement. Yeah, pastor is not single. So, she'll be all right. Okay, okay. Pray for her, don't pray for me. So, um, so I am like in all types of like, you know, like, what are you asking me to do, Jesus? What are you asking me to do? And God is like saying, you're not traveling, you're not traveling. And I was looking at my mileage. I traveled like 70,000 miles last year. But the year before that, I was 111,000 miles. And I'm like, God, you've been preparing me for this. You've been really preparing me for this. So I'm here. I'm home. And when daddy's home, there's a lot of changes coming. So great things are coming for our church, not because I'm home, but because I feel that God is about to do something big this year in our church. All right. So now being that you're going to see my face, so get used to me a little more. I'll get used to you. <laughs> um, let me talk to you a little bit about what we're going to be speaking today. In the book of Luke, there's an amazing story, and in the book of Matthew, when Jesus calls his disciples. And it says that he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, and he saw two brothers that were hanging out. One was named Simon, and, his other, and which will later on become Peter. Everybody here ever heard of Peter? Anybody ever heard of Peter? And there was Andrew, his brother as well. And they were putting a net in the sea. They were fishermen. This is what they did for a living. They were go fishing. Jesus said to them, I want you to follow me. I want you to come with me, and I will make you fish men. Okay, what does that mean? What does that mean? Am I going to take a net, catch somebody? That's like a rodeo. Like, what are you asking me to do? He said, I will make you fish men. I will make you a fisher of men. And he said, come, follow me. And, then, and this is what happens. At once they left their nets to follow him. But why did they follow him? They followed him because they knew that he was someone that was doing miracles, and he was great, and he was the Messiah that was prophesied. And they went, from, they went from there, and Jesus saw two other brothers. They were James and John. These are the sons of a guy named Zebedee. That is a great name to name your child. If anybody's looking for a name for a boy this year, Zebedee is the name of the year. They were sitting, they were, they were, they were sitting in a boat. They were hanging out in their boat on a cruise ship. They probably called her Linda. Um, mending their nets. They were hanging out. They were mending their nets, and Jesus called them. At once they left their boat, and they also followed Jesus. So this is the story of when Jesus calls his disciples, as it's come out and follow me. But before that happened, and I've preached this in other churches, and I preached this about maybe two years ago here. Before that happened, two interesting things happened. In the book of Luke, before Jesus asked them to follow, something really cool happened. And what happened was, is that before Jesus asked these guys to follow, Jesus actually went into the house of Simon's mother-in-law. She was really sick. She had issues. In the story, Jesus goes and heals Simon's mother-in-law. He gets her to, he get, he, and then this is when, after this, that Jesus goes and asks him to follow. Because the, the most interesting thing that Jesus is interested in is not you only following him, but he's interested in healing your family, healing the things in your house, so that when you follow him, you follow him with open arms. So we're going to go through a season in this church for the next three months of really dealing with all the hurt and the pain and anything that you're going through in your family, from your childhood, in your mind, whatever is driving you crazy, whatever is in you that's driving others crazy. We're going to deal with it. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna be here with the help of the Holy Spirit, and we're going to deal with those issues. Come on, be excited about that. So this is what, what, this is what happens. Jesus asked them to follow, and Simon's like, this woman was dying she was out in her bed. I'm going to go with him. This is the guy who's healing people. He created a miracle because actually the Bible says they were fishing all day long. 
these guys were fishing and there was no fish coming in. That's like, you know, I used to be a stockbroker. I used to make phone calls and phone calls and phone calls and phone calls and nobody would answer me. And then one day, like I'll be praying the Holy Spirit. I'll be like, God, like I need you. Pick up the first phone, 9 a.m. Wednesday morning. Yes, I would like to. Boom. Like God just does a miracle that way. Like I've experienced that. I've, when I was a server, I loved my job as a server. When I was a server, it would be like a Monday and it was uh, November 27th or and, and, and a Christmas party walks in. Nobody's there. Nobody's coming in. And one day I made 800 bucks. Like those kind of things happen. God can do that. God will come into your, your ordinary day and just show up. And then you're like, wow, you're real. And you, you tend to follow him because he is so real. He's so good. How many have experienced God doing something so good, so real in your life? I've gotten it. If you spent a week with me, you'll probably see one of those two things. Some people in this church can't stand it. We call it grace and mercy. We call it the favor of God. When the favor of God walks into your house, walks into your job, walks into your city, things start changing, things start happening for you. You never expect it. That's just the grace and the favor of God over your life. Amen. So they went and they followed him. It was so cool. Now they start to follow Jesus. And they're like, okay, what's next? I just saw you heal my mother-in-law. I saw you put fish in my net. What are we doing? Okay, now I want you to really fo follow me because it's not always going to be pretty. It's not, you're not always going to want to do this. You're not always going to want to wake up on Sunday morning and come to this church and hear the little guy. That's not what you always want to do. It's not always going to be great. The singers are not going to be as awesome every week. It's not going to be about that. But I'm going to tell you, it's never about Sunday morning. God is so much more than Sunday 10 a.m. or for you 10 27. He's so much more more than that he's greater and he's beyond and we're going to experience that god monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday and friday when you want to go boogie at it but you're going to experience him he's going to show up to that club and be like you don't belong here anymore <laughs> can you imagine i want you to know this my mom used to tell me this i can't stand that woman she just said wherever you go you got the holy spirit in you you're taking him with you well he likes snoop dogg no he does not That was my age. Yeah, just gave it up. I don't know who's out there anymore because I ain't snooping nothing. Okay, so. But this is the problem. We want a full-time God with a part-time relationship. Part-time relationship will not give you full-time benefits. A part, let's just say a part-time. Sorry, my goal is to be better in my English this year. A part-time relationship will not give you full-time benefits. That's like you hanging out with your girl and you like, hi. You've seen her Monday, but you want all the love Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. No, it's not happening. A part-time relationship will not give you full-time benefits. Jesus is calling you deeper. And what does it mean to go deeper? What is this? Pastor, you, you know, what is this that you're calling me deeper? How do I do that? How? How do I do that? How? Yeah, house of worship. I just fixed it for you. That's the name of our church. How? How do you do that? How do you go deeper with God? I'm going to tell you what it is. I was, I was paying attention to some stuff, but when, when I was younger... We had a Bible, and it was like, is it literal? literal. Can, do you have my Bible back there? It's just somewhere back there. They're always taking it from my first seat, my front seat. I'm like, Pastor, you don't read your Bible? No, I have my Bible in here now. I have it in here. I have it. You got it from me? Thank you. Thank you. Bruce, bring it to me, please. So this is, this is my Bible from when I was a kid. Um, it, I don't know if that's my old, old, that's my new one. That's my, my thank you so much. When I was, yeah, you can see it's pretty beat up. It's pretty old, right? And you would mark in it. You would put your notes in it. And this is my Spanish Bible, okay? So you would mark in it, and you would, you would all, all these notes. And this is, what, this is what we had. Today, we have apps that remind you to read it. 
today, let me see Pastor Kenny. I remember one, I remember one day you, you stood on this in our old church. Yeah. Standing on the word of God. This is a Bible, okay? This guy read his Bible. My Lord, he read it. If you ever seen Pastor Kenny without a shirt on, he's got a lot of tattoos. He tattooed up his Bible. He messed it up. This is a Bible. Okay. It also shows his age. Okay. So this is his Bible right here. Okay. And he marked it up. His pages coming out. Look. This is ancient. This is Pastor Kenny from the 1920s. Okay. So, so he got here. He's got, uh, he's got here. Oh, he got a $50 bill in the Bible. Jesus. My God. He got money. He got favor. Uh, it's coming out of me. So this is his word. And back in the day, we had this, and we had to, we had to flip through the pages. And, and I remember when you were embarrassed, when you, you used to go to church. Anybody go to church when you were little? And they would say, open up your Bible to the book of, of Ezra. And you're like, and you see the person next to you found it, you're like making believe. Bible's all backwards and everything. You're like, and you're like in Jeremiah, like, so who's Ezra? Okay. So you're like indexing, like you're embarrassed. And then you would go home. You would go home on Sunday and you would make sure you know where that Bible was. This is what we had. But today we have apps. The apps tell you read. The Bible app says read. It's Sunday. Read. It'll, it'll give you an opportunity to read every single day. It'll give you a reminder. It, will, it would send you a daily, a daily uh, like a verse. It'll send you messages. You have YouTube. You have Facebook. You have, you have Christian memes. They're great. I love them. You have all these things. You have all of this, and you still don't go deeper because it's not about the access. It's about the heart. You don't desire to go deeper. You don't want it. You, it's, we could have been in the Stone Age, and the, and the gospel would be here. And if you had no desire to go deep, nothing will come. You have all the, all the opportunities in, in the world. We have iPads iPhones, we have Samsung, we, some of you have Blackberries, pray for you. You have all these things and you still don't go deep. Why? Why don't you? Because you don't care. That's the truth. You don't. You're more looking for the benefit, but you're not looking for the relationship. And it's not just about what I can get from God. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. It's not that. It's also, here you are, almighty king, oh warrior, oh savior of mine. I love you. I'm in love with you. You are my everything. There's an act of worship. There's a posture that you put yourself before God. You need to recognize who he is in your life. It's not just miracles. Yes, we might start out with miracles, but those miracles will take you on a journey to something deeper to go find more people who need to him how are we gonna do this how are we gonna go deeper I'm gonna tell you how I'm gonna talk to you about it it's not gonna be fun you're not gonna like it that's your problem we got a couple of things we got to do we got to congregate we got to follow biblical principles we got to find community and we need to be generous congregate yeah look at the person next to you say go to church I want you to look at them and say good job on Sunday today good job today but next week, when they're inviting you out for a brunch, or in the summer, when they're inviting you out for a brunch on Sunday at 1030, you're going to be like, I got brunch with Jesus. I'm going to eat communion juice and really bad bread. <laughs> That's what it's about. 
In the book of Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, it says, and let us consider how to stir up one another. Some of you know how to stir up one another, but the wrong way. Giving them attitudes and problems. It says to love and do good works. Not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day drawing near. What does this mean? I need to encourage you. Do me a favor. Take a minute. Look at the person next to you. Say, you pretty. Don't say you're pretty ugly. Say you're pretty. You're beautiful. You're wonderful. If you're married, come on. And if, if the person next to you, their breath is a little out there, offer them a mint. We have some in the back. It's okay. I want you to say, you got it going on. You're good. Say you're amazing. Can you, can you say you're amazing? You're amazing. Say you're wonderful. Touch the person next to you. Say you're wonderful. Say you did great. Can someone tell Vicky you did awesome today? Encourage, encourage your pastor. Say something nice. You're horrible. You're horrible. You, I look taller today. I got mad heels on. Okay, it's amazing. Yes. Okay. So, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and do good works. But it's not just encouraging. It's not like you look pretty. We must do good works today. Good works cost money. Cost. We got to do something together, not neglecting to meet one together, as is the habit of some. As a matter of fact, do you believe in the Bible? How many of you here believe in the Bible? All right, I'm going to stop. Not all of you do. How many believe in God? How many believe in God? You believe in Jesus? You believe he sets you free? Have you seen what he did? You see what he's going to do? He's going to do some more stuff. But do you believe in the Bible? You know what the book of Exodus chapter 20 from 1 to 17 says? It says, remember the Sabbath day, keep it holy. I don't know about going to church every Sunday of the month. Six days, and I put this in the KJV. I wanted the one that sounds like Moses when he's talking in the movie. Six days shall thou labor and do all thy work. You know what? I need some help. Six days shall thy labor. We're going to make this sound really good in a minute. Can you turn this on for me? Pastor Mervin, thank you so much. Can you read that for me? Read it. Remember thy Sabbath day. Come on. I need you to read it in the best voice you possibly can. Please. Remember the Sabbath. Oh! <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Go ahead, go ahead. Six days shall thou labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. Is God talking? Come on, come on, come on. Come on, do me a favor. In it thou shalt not do any work. Thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, nor thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger, that is within thy gates. For in the six days the Lord made heaven and earth. For the sea and all that is in them is... I can't, I can't and rested the seventh day. And rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Richie! You could tell your father on Sunday morning, this is the Sabbath day. You're not making me take out the trash. I'm sorry. Monday's trash day. And he goes, and your dad could say, at 1201, you're going to wake up from your bed this morning. And you're going to get out and you're going to throw out the trash. But no, let's take it serious. We do not take this. 
But you want to know what else is in those verses? You want to know what's crazy about this? This is the same chapter that says you don't steal, you don't murder, you don't covet your, your, you know, your, what your neighbor has, you don't commit adultery. This is in the same verses. So you know what it means? That coming to church on your Sunday morning, on your Sabbath, coming to church today is equal as God saying, don't have another God before me, don't murder, don't steal, don't commit adultery, don't do wrong. Don't use my name in vain. You know when you say God and then a whole bunch of other words that should not come after? It's there in the book of Exodus. It's part of the Ten Commandments. Y'all know the Ten Commandments. But you don't think that this one is. Well, we live in a period of grace. So if we live in a period of grace and somebody gets, you know, makes you mad, are you going to pop them with a gun? No. We need to have principles. We need to understand that these principles are here to save us, to make us better. And I hear the, I hear the, 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 the nothing in the audience right now. I'm like, no. <laughs> I don't want to be here every Sunday morning. But guess what? This is biblical principles. You don't. You do not miss a day that belongs to God and your family. When I was in Israel, when I was in Israel, I was hanging out with some Jews. They were fun. I love them. And we all got a little bit of Ashkenazi Jew in us. If you take the ancestor DNA, don't believe it. They said I was Portuguese. Nobody can tell me that. Okay. So tell, look at this. They look at this. Look at this. And in there, you look at the Jews. Do you know what they do on their Sabbath? Their Sabbath starts on Fridays. And they're on Friday nights. They don't just go to church. But one of the important things that they do that some of us in this place, in our culture, we don't do, is that they make sure that as a family, they gather together at the table. And they talk. They eat. They break bread. They ask each other how you're doing. And guess what happens? This one is going to be really great. Husbands, you're going to be able to go, yeah. The husband has to take his wife into the bedroom and hallelujah. Hallelujah, glory a Dios. It's scripture there for them. They go in there and they make sure that everything is right. That everything, so ladies, and, and, they, and the ladies have a, a week off. Uh -huh, we know that. That's what they say. But this is important. Why am I saying this to you guys? Why am I? Because these are principles that save us, that make us better, that keep us straight, that keep us on the path. We must understand that it is in the same verse that says, don't murder, that says, don't miss out on your Sabbath day. Some of us, we, we take our Sabbath day and, we're, and, you, and I see it sometimes. I, this is why I don't want to be some of your friends on social media. You're on Saturday night. Boom, boom, boom. Hookah in your mouth. All this going on. Huh? And you're like taking pictures. You're at the gym. Weaky, weaky, weaky. And then getting all these muscles. And then you're like, next week I need counseling, pastor. You should have been here on Sunday. Everything you're going through, I said it. I could have been holding my breath. But we don't take this serious. We don't. And let this, how many of this is hitting you? Come on, how many of this is hitting you really hard right now? How many of this is hitting you? You know what I was, you know what? I was here on, on, on our New Year's service and I was bawling my eyes out. People were laughing me like, you probably cry because your sister's bawling. No, I was bawling my eyes out because I understood that every year since the day I was born, every New Year, I have spent it in the house of God or either praying on my knees or seeking the Lord. Every time that the year changes, I'm giving thanks to God for everything he's done for me. I'm giving thanks to Jesus every year. There's a story of a woman in, my, in Miami a really nice, cool Haitian woman who was working as a, um, uh, she was working as a, in, in a hotel cleaning the rooms. I forgot what they're called. A maid. A, a, uh, what is it? Housekeeper. And they made her work on Sunday. They made her work. The Hilton. They made her work. 
She said, I go to church on Sundays. They said, well, you working. You got a job. You working here. She goes, well, I'm going to sue you. She made $11 million. I want to be her pastor. I want that tithe. Jesus. She made, she stood for her faith and she won. I want you to stand for God. I want you to stand for taking a day. God has given you all these days throughout the year. Don't go to brunch on Sunday morning. Don't hang out. Come on. You need to. Uh, and if you don't want to come here, go find a church you like. If you don't like this one, go find one. But go to church. Go serve the Lord. Spend time with your family. Stop doing things that don't belong, that don't belong to that Sunday. You cool? Congregate. So, somebody tell the next person next to you, congregate. Then we got the next one, following biblical principles. It says, oh, my God, I never forget this. The book of Proverbs, chapter 3. My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace. And what? You want to know why you're poor? Because you don't follow biblical principles. You don't follow the scriptures. The scriptures teach you how to be blessed. And in the Bible, it tells you how to be blessed. You know how do you be blessed? By being generous. Joe Sanchez, pastor of this house, he's hiding. He, he, I just saw him go from his head, put his head down. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a family guy. This is who I am. Sometimes people in our congregation don't understand why I'm so generous. I see someone in need, and if I have it, I'm like, here, take the card. I don't even know what's in my account sometimes, and I'm like, go. And they're like, you can't be doing that. I'm like, why not? It's been serving me for a long time. We walked into this building with $2,000 in our bank account with $100,000 needed in repair. Guess what? We're standing, we're sitting in it right now. God does those kind of things. We don't, we don't know how we did it, and we, don't, we still don't know how we do it. Month after month, we're scratching our heads, and God shows up. I remember there was a month in this place that we were, like, down to the red. Joe and Ivan were looking at me like, what are you going to do now? And I said, don't worry. God's going to open up the floodgates of heaven. Water's going to start pouring out into this place. The next day, a flood came into the basement, flooded the whole place, and we got a lot of money for insurance, and God kept these doors open in the middle of nowhere. Like, God does those things. And I will continue to see the goodness of God. What she was singing, his goodness is running after me. God is going to show up in ways you never knew if you just follow his principles. It's not going to always make sense. You're not going to always want to do it. There will be moments you're going to wake up in the morning like, what are you doing? And he's going to be like, I'm not answering you. Just follow me. Just come on. In the middle of the desert, I will make a way. That's what God does. He brings provision in ways you can't even imagine. Can someone say amen to that? Can someone say amen? God will show up. God will do it. God's going to do it not just for this church. He's going to do it for your family. He's going to do it for each and every one of you. Y'all don't understand how good God has been to me. And I have to share it. Just even this week, I was sitting with my friend. And he's like, Jeremy, what's up? He's like, hey, what's up? He's a, he's a, he's a, real, he's a realtor. He goes, hey, have you talked to my friend? You, you want to you wanna buy a house? I'm like, I can't buy a house. I, have, I don't have that much in my bank account. My credit is not so nice right now. I just, you know, he goes, just, just call my friend. The guy says, hey, you've been approved for $300,000. And there's like six, two family houses. Are you interested in buying any of them? I'm like, what? Say what? He goes, how much down? He goes, this is what you need to put down. When I looked at my bank account, it was exactly what I had in that bank at that time I said you were holding this for me God and that money came from a from someone stealing my car the devil took my car God used the devil to give me a check so now I have a house like that's what he does he shows up in ways that you can't even imagine but you must follow biblical principles and people look at me like pastor what are you doing every time I see an opportunity to give I'm like here is my way to a blessing 
You don't know. You don't know. And if you think that we're asking you to give here, go down to the church. Take your envelope because we want them to know that it was coming from Howe Church. And give it to them. But God is so good. How many of you how many in this room know that God is good? But you believe what this says when it comes to, you believe what this says when it comes to saving you, saving your family, helping your mother-in-law, the crazy one. You believe what this says when it comes to helping you, but you don't believe what it says when it comes to telling you what you need to do right. Because you want a full-time God, but you're giving him a part-time relationship. All right, we're going to continue going on. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel, Psalms chapter 1, of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. Sometimes you guys are sitting down in places you don't need to sit, having conversations you don't need to have, doing things you're not supposed to do. You're not supposed to be there. You're not supposed to be doing that, but his delight is in the word of God. His delight is in the law, and he meditates day and night. It does, it's not about what makes sense to the culture of America, because the gospel is the enemy to America. America does not want this word. America wants you to take Take this word and make it submit to the culture. The culture must submit to the king. This is not a democracy. We have a man that's up there that is ruling us and telling us how we live. That is not where I wanted to go. It says he meditates it on day and night. He is like a tree planted by the streams of water that even if it doesn't rain, his, 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 it's, not, it's not depending on the skies, on the moon. It's depending on the clouds. He's already connected to the streams of water. Listen, that yields in its, fr its fruit in season and its leaf does not wither. Even in the, even in the snow, in the, in the craziest of times, we went to the deserts of Israel and we saw trees blooming in the middle of the desert. It says it. And all that he does, he what? He what? Where is prosperity in following biblical principles? The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. So what are we understanding? That there's some of us in this room that are not necessarily wanting to be wicked, but we're acting wicked. We don't want to be, but we don't follow this principle. Did you know what rebellion is? The sin of witchcraft. I'm not a witch. I'm not reading Harry Potter books. That's witchcraft, by the way. What do you mean, Pastor? There's nothing wrong with that. You're over here looking at this, and you and you and you and you sing it, but you're like, I just want to serve Jesus. I just want to post one Sunday a month so that people can know that I love Him. It's more than that. Take him to your bedroom. Take him to your family. Take him to your closet. Take them to the inner sins in your heart. Take them to your wallet. Take them, don't just take them to church. Come on. Come on. Do something. I need your help. I don't like preaching like this, but I have to. Community. You know what? You're really good at going to church, but you're not good at making friends. Hi, what's your name? What's your favorite color? You don't even know. Okay, what's your favorite color? Green. Green. What's his favorite color? Purple. Purple. What's your favorite food? Devil. Devil's eggs? Double. Doubles? What? It's a, Trinidadian. it's a Trinidadian thing. Have you ever made some for me? I can't. You can't make it? Okay. Well, you got to do something. But you have to go deeper with the people next to you. You're in this church for I don't know how long, and you don't even know the person's name next to you. What, I want you to ask the person, what's your name? If not, you're not, not, I know that's easy. Ask them, what's your name? If, if you know the person next to you, go put, look at the person. What's your name? How you doing? What's your name? Kenneth Allen. I did not know you were an Allen. Now I know that we have the same middle name. I'm Christian Allen. What's up? 
How you doing? What's your name? What's your favorite color, Felicia? I know, I love that name. Pink is your favorite color. How long you been married to this guy? I'm praying for you. Um, <laughs> you have a beautiful little boy named E.I. Howis. Love him. But ask him. We have families here that moved from different states. You may be the answer to some of their problems here. You, have, you, have, you, may, be, you may not be, they may not be having problems, but they may be the blessing to you. You don't know. Community is more than just coming here on Sunday morning and drinking our coffee. And seeing each other warm up. You go to my church, right? I see you walking. Okay, nice. I see you Sunday. <laughs> no. It's more than just fellowship on Friday nights for the women. Instagram buddies, because we go to the same church. Serving together. It's more than that. It's doing family together. It's being the answer together. Someone say amen. amen. Community. I love this because in the book of Acts chapter 2, it says when the, the, the day of Pentecost came, when the fire of God came down, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire, and, 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 and it came to the, to the rest on each, on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues they, as the Spirit enabled them. But what, what, what was going on first? They were all what? Together in one place. I like where it says they were in one accord. They were in one accord. They were together. And it's more than just going to church. It's gathering and, and dealing with each other's things. When you notice that there's a group of people in this church that come here together, and when someone else is down, you see them praying, laying hands. Some of the mothers start coming to church saying, the name of Jesus. Sometimes they lay hands a little bit too much on me. I'm like, leave me alone. Let God deal with it. But you come together. You have family. You have someone that you could, you could, you could rest on to know that God is with you, that not only is God, but he brought a family, a people, a church that will fight your battles with you. You're not in this alone. And it's not just me as the pastor. Jesus said to him, Oh, like, well, this is now about giving. I'm sorry. Let's go to giving. This is the hardest thing for me to ever do because I hate talking about this. But this is so, there's so much blessings in here. There's a story of a rich man, a rich ruler. And Jesus said to this guy, if you want to be perfect, go sell what you have and give it to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven. And he says, come follow me. And this is funny because if you read a couple of verses before, let me give you the story. He says, I do all the Ten Commandments. I go to church on Sundays. How many here go to church on Sundays? Come on. Raise your hand, you're here. Okay. How many of you have kept the commandments? You don't steal, you don't commit adultery, you're not cheating on your wife. Guess what? Guess what? Pornography is cheating on your wife too. Looking at another woman is cheating. Looking at another man is cheating. Having those conversations is cheating. Those DMs that are slipping into your, you know, at 2 o'clock in the morning because you went to the gym and posted it on your story is cheating. Liking the other girl's picture. If your wife don't like it, don't like it. Don't follow her. Don't follow him. Because everything there is superficial. Don't have those conversations. I'm preaching really good, but we're on generosity. Stop being generous to somebody else's boo. Okay. You got to love me or pray for me, one of the two. Jesus said to him, if you want to be perfect, go sell what you have. Give it to the poor. You may have done all those things. You may have never cheated. You may have never done anything wrong. But I'm going to tell you what you don't do. You don't let Jesus come into your wallet. We more give Jesus a 15% tip than anything else on Sundays. 
Not even, because we don't even give them our 10%, but we give them like 5 or $7 when it comes to the Lord. But when we get out of here, we're already planning about the steak that we're going to have to eat. But you don't know that, that God has commanded you to be generous and a good giver. I was okay, I don't need you to say hallelujah to that. I know I'm right. He said to the young man, take everything you have and give it to the poor. And he was like, but I got a lot of stuff going on right here. Like, what are you asking me to do? I never forget this story. Last year, and last year was probably one of my biggest giving years. I don't know how, but I just, just became very generous. I got a hold of a book of a pastor in Texas from Gateway Church. And my friend, um, Ingrid, she sent me some teachings on generosity and told me that a lot of the things that I was, how I was giving wasn't necessarily biblical principles because the Bible talks about giving your first fruit. And what does that mean? It's not just the beginning of the year that we're going to do that, but it's taking the, when you first receive any finances, anything you get, like if you get a check for $700, the first thing you do is take it and give it to God. It's not just saying, all right, let me pay my light bill. Let me pay my Macy's bill. Macy's is horrible. You better pay them on time. Okay. Pay your light bill, pay your Macy's bill, pay all these things. And then you'll be like, okay, now I'm going to pay the Lord. No, it's actually taking the first of that and saying, this belongs to you, God, and everything else is for bills. How many of you believe that that's a principle that we should be following, that that is how it works? That's how it works. I'll clap it now because you're going to have to do it because it tell you it works. I'm telling you it works. So this year, I had crazy things happen. I had a nice car. My car broke down. I had taxes that was returned to me. Uh, by the way, when the car broke down, Infinity gave me a check for $7,000. That same month, I, had no, I was not traveling. God said, don't travel for the next two months. I want you to stay home. Then taxes came in. Another seven grand came in. I'm a single guy. It was not supposed to happen. But they found money that was owned to me from a long time ago. That was $14,000. Then someone called me and says, I have a check for you. Then someone called me from Puerto Rico and said, we got money sending you this way. God's called us. In one month, I received. $20,000 coming from I don't know where the, the minute I started following these principles and I'm like Jesus this is working I call Ingrid I'm like I just got a blessing I'm giving you a vacation I'm giving you something woman thank you for this and I was grateful to her because she opened my eyes to this teaching and I was like wow God I've been doing this wrong the prosperity started hitting me from left and right God started doing crazy things for me and I, and, and, I, and I noticed that God started really blessing me. I became debt-free. Come on, Jesus, say hallelujah. Like, I became debt-free. But if you know my salary, you're like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And God blessed me in such a way this year because of these principles. He said, take everything you had and go, go. And I remember I was hanging out with this pastor. He came from Colombia. He's an American guy. His name is Jeff. He's not a Latino, but he's opening up a church in Colombia. And um, God told me, God told me, to go find him because he was in New York. He was supposed to preach in our church. I want to have him here one day. And he's opening up a new church. And he was raising funds for his church in Colombia. i never forget this. And I, uh, even better, it was Pride Week in New York. So we went to eat in New York and everybody thought we were a couple. We were like, oh, how nice you guys. I'm like, no, 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 no. He's bad looking. No, 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 no. So we were hanging out in New York and he goes, is there anywhere we can go? We're not going to live like a couple. I'm like, welcome to New York City. So. So we were out there, and, 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 and he was cracking up, and God told me, he goes, go to the bank. I'm like, okay, take out everything you have in your checking account. I'm like, no, 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 I'll be generous then, but not everything. I just came back from a trip. There's a lot of money in the bank. He goes, give it to him. I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm, savings account, not checking. I haven't transferred the checking to the savings, the checking, the savings, and then, no, 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 give it to him. And I'm like, all right, Jesus, I'm going to listen to you. I went to the bank. 
I got it out, and I looked at him, I'm like, and I just paid for the meal too? Okay. <laughs> I'm like, here. And he goes, what is this? I'm like, it's not for the church. It's not for the church, it's for you. His eyes started to ball. He says, I had one day left, and I didn't make anything. Everything I made was, but I wanted to buy some toys for my kids. I started crying too. Because I know what it is to be a pastor. I know what it is to have to. And I looked at him and I said, bro, this is your last season being alone. Whenever you need, you call me. You better know he calls me. Okay. Sometimes I'm like, not this week, not this week. But, he, but um, he's showing me all his projects. But I'm going to tell you something. It was an opportunity for me. If I didn't sow that seed, I wouldn't be signing on the house that I'm signing on. If I didn't sow that seed, I wouldn't be living debt-free the way I am now. That's a principle that come up. But you got to do it with a right heart. Generosity. The Bible says in the book of Malachi, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. That there, there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord. I love this. And I like when, and when Liz says this because she, she takes the mic and she goes, it's the only where in the Bible where it says, test me in this. Where God says, test me in this. That says the Lord Almighty and see that I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing. There will not be room enough to store it. God bless you so much. You won't even know how to handle it. You have money, be like, what do you want me to do with this? Where am I going? What is happening? How many of you want to live that way? Yeah. That's where it says that we need to follow the scriptures and we need to believe in God. And it's like, God, what are you asking me to do? What do you want me to do? Make your life right. We need to make our life right. I like it what it says in the book of 2 Corinthians. It says, I want you to have all the time you need to make this offering in your way, your own way. This is the message version. I don't want anything forced or hurried at the last minute. Remember, a stingy planter gets a stingy crop. A lavish planter gets a lavish crop. I want each of you to take plenty of time. It says take plenty of time to think it over and make up your own mind that you will give, that will protect you against sob stories and arm twisting. God loves it when the giver delights in the giving. How many of you feel really good when you give to somebody? There's no better feeling than watching my nephew and my niece open up that Christmas gift and going, that's it? I'm like, but the way it looks this year is that Theo's trying to get married, Theo's trying to buy a house, Theo's trying to, that's it. Your parents got money. Smack you in the name of Jesus. I was happy when I bought you that crayon box. Okay. <laughs> and I gave you this because there's children that don't have, and you, don't, you got 20,000 gifts, and you look at me like, that's it? I told Ethan, you're getting a Bible for Christmas. You have three. He's <laughs> 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 so cute. And this is what it says. But don't give because you're forced. You know, there's these churches and these pastors, they're on TV, they're like, send me now $5,000, you're going to get a prayer club. I'll give you a prayer club. I'll just give the church the $5,000. We'll give you a piece of our ceiling. I, it's always coming off. We give you, listen, like, I'll give you something, but give to Jesus. We'll let you borrow Ivan for a half an hour. You put order in all your house. Ivan, can you do it for five grand this week? Okay, so 
I'll give you, I'll give you a cut. Listen, so, so it's all good. But listen, God will, will give you Joe and you'll return it. Okay, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, so God will give you if you give. God will give you if you give. That's it. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to give you the reason why. Try to put it in my hands. Put something in my hands. Give me, give me, give me, give it to me. You can't when your hands are closed. You can't. You can't hold it. But when your hands are open, you need to be like a river. That fresh water comes in every single day. Come on, give a shout to the Lord. What are the four principles that we need? Say with me, congregate. Follow biblical principles. Find community. Be generous. And the last one, this is the last one. Follow the Holy Spirit. You can't do anything without the Holy Spirit. You can't do any of these principles without the Holy Spirit. This is the most important one. That's why I left them right here. Here he is. Some of you will be like, I want to smack her because you don't got the Holy Spirit saying, don't smack her. You don't have the Holy Spirit saying, and some of you in this room, you have gifts that belong to you that is like opening it. You know, have you ever had someone that is like, I have your Christmas gift. They're giving it to you in March because they haven't seen you for three months. They've been holding it for so long. It's, such a, it's, a, it's a Starbucks gift card. They started using it because you never showed up to their house. By the time you got it, you got $4 on your gift card. It was 25 bucks. Thank you, Kelly Mark, for my gift. Okay. And this is how it goes. This is how, what happens. You don't receive it on time. Why? Because you didn't show up to the party. And the Holy Spirit has all these things that are left for you. He wants to give you the gift of tongues. He wants to give you prophecy. He wants to give you that gift of love. He wants to give you the opportunity to interpret what's going on in the room. He wants to give you all these gifts that belong to you. And it's more than just the, the hurrah that you see in a Pentecostal congregation. He wants to give you these, this anointing. And he also wants to help you use this. But this is what happens. You don't go to him. You're doing things on your own accord. You're not, you're not surrendering your life to God. You're not surrendering your life to, the, to, the, to what he to who he is and you're not doing this with the help of the Holy Spirit that's why you're angry all the time that's why you can't see success in your marriage that's why you can't move forward because you're not submitted to the Holy Spirit you need to I want you to smack your neighbor say submit to the Holy Spirit because sometimes I can't handle you I need you to submit to the Holy Spirit hold on I need you to submit to the Holy Spirit I need you I need you to say you must yeah I love it submit pray together Ask the Lord to, to fill you because the Holy Spirit will start to reveal to you truth. You know, I, I remember there were times I wanted to go to a person. I remember I was counseling. There was one guy that used to be in our church many years ago. Thank you, Jesus, for sending him to another church. Okay, he was, he was in our church, and I wanted to rip him a new one because he was around. He was going around causing us some issues. And I remember we didn't have a – we had a – we had a – we had um, uh, cell groups or home groups in different houses, like four of them in different places. And I remember asking this guy, I said, dude, I need to meet in your office, your home office. I got to talk to this guy before Sunday service. And I went into that room and I was about, I'm going to rip him a new one. I sat him down on the chair. And I, before I opened my mouth, the Holy Spirit said, shut up right now. And you're going to say exactly what I want you to say. Uh-huh. What's that? Tell him you love him. I love you. Floodgates started coming down his eyes. He needed to hear that. The reason why he was acting this way because he was a kid, he was abused. He was adopted. He was an orphan. He was, he was left out in the streets. He was beat up by so many people. And I wanted to go give him, rip him a new one. And the Holy Spirit said, no, you're going to show him who I am. 
because you're not going to do this on your own accord. You're going to do this on mine. There's sometimes I see some of you and I want to lay hands on you in the name of Jesus. And the Lord says, you're not going to lay a hand. You're going to give him a hug. The Holy Spirit will guide us to all truth. Can you say amen? amen. Stand up with me really quick. Stand up with me. How many received that word this morning? How many received that word? Can you do me a favor? Can you grab the person next to you? As a matter of fact, grab three. Some of you are married. I need you to add, add to your party. And make a circle. Make a circle with that, with that person, with those people. Pick, pick, pick. You can add a fourth. 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 Put your hand on their heart. Are you a human? Grab a human. Okay. No, no, on, not on their heart. Not on their heart. But, put your, you know, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to pray for them. I want you to say, I pray that you, that you will congregate every Sunday this year. You know what? Pastor Liz, were we not? We went to, we went to a, a couple of us went to a vacation last year. They took me on a nice vacation for my 32nd birthday last year. And we went to Bali. And we went to a place called Sundays. And let me tell you something, before we went to that trip, I always tell my leaders, I said, we got to find a church wherever we're at. I don't care where you're at. We looked for a church. I made sure I took a picture in there, took a video. We went to a church. We made it late because the taxi driver could not find that little church over in Bali. And we left an offering and we prayed and we left, but we made sure that we went to the house of God that Sunday. Because I'm going to tell you something, there is nothing greater to know that there's a day in the week that belongs to God and you don't share it with nobody but Jesus. Come on, come on, come on. So I want you to first pray that we will congregate faithfully, that we will keep the Sabbath. Number two, I want you to pray that we will follow biblical principles. Number three, that we would find community. And number four, that we would be generous to God and to others. Can we do that right now? So start. Pick someone to start. Then the next person goes. So we're going to start right now. Everybody's praying right now for congregating, that we will be faithful to God. Come on, let there be a, a desire. Take your children and say, we, for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. I'm going to go out there. That, that nothing will stop you. That you will say no to every engagement that, that Sunday offers you. That you'll be like, no, I belong to God. This is where I belong. This is where I belong. You're calling me deeper this year. I feel it. I know it. I know it. I will be faithful to the Lord. I'll be, God, you're calling me. You're calling me, Jesus. You're calling me. That's why I woke up this morning and I'm in this place. You're calling me deeper, God. You're calling me deeper, Jesus. I want to follow you, God. I know that this is my year. I know this is my season. Jesus. Come on. Thank you, Lord, that you are able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask, oh God. We thank you for your If you're not in a circle, make a circle with the people next to you, please. We pray, God, Find a way. bind us together, Lord. A twofold cord, Lord, Father. Bind us together, Father, in a spirit of congregation, oh God. We even pray, oh God, for your word to find root Angel, in our hearts, oh God. Speak life we over pray, there. oh God, that biblical principles, oh God, will be followed, oh God. You are the light to our pathway, oh God. You are the God that gives us direction, oh God. You 
you said, Behold, I come in the volume of the book yeah. of God. I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that you would give us, O oh God, the power to follow your direction, O oh God. We pray, O oh God, that your community, O oh God, that the power of community, Father, for you called it the ecclesia, the one that has been called out, O oh God. You entrusted us with your word. You entrusted us, O oh God, hallelujah, with the power of friendship, with the power of community, O oh God, with the power to be able to serve each other, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, we pray that you'll continue to move by your spirit, move by your power, Come on. move by your ability, O oh God. Father, we're praying for the power of generosity, yes. O oh God. Yes. Jesus name oh God that God you will open the floodgates of heaven and you will pour out blessings upon us oh God in Jesus name oh God we pray father that there will be a flow Lord you said there is power in sowing and reaping oh God there is power in generosity oh God you promise oh God to bless us 30 fold 60 fold and 100 fold because of your generosity oh God we pray in Jesus name that your people will begin to reap up oh God a reap a harvest oh God where they have planted where they have sown oh God where they have given oh God where they have blessed oh God we pray God a harvest of a hundredfold will rest upon this house, will rest upon this family, will rest upon, oh God, all, oh God, who have chosen Jesus. the path of generosity. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for doing a work in our hearts, oh God. Hallelujah. Give a shout to the Lord this morning, church. Give the person next to you a hug. Say, we're going to do this together. Say, we're doing this together. Get, you know, we'll get to know that person. Say, we're doing this together. We're doing, I'm so proud of some of you in this place. Come on, come on, come on. I remember that um, the beginning of last year, there's so someone in our community. Marcia, raise your hand. She told me, Pastor, I'm going to make it this year. Hey, can Okay, Arlene, I need them in the room. I need them in the room. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I gotta, I gotta. Um, Mar, Mar, Marcia, can you raise your hand? Can you, can you stand up? Marcia made it. Marcia's been in our community for a long time. But I'm gonna shout you out today. Because many years ago, you were in this house and you were, you were strong and fervent. But she did something this year and she said, I'm gonna make sure that I congregate this year. This woman made it a complete year congregating without stopping with a lot going against her and I want to give her a round of applause she made it come on come on she didn't only make it but she brought people she said I'm not doing this alone I'm gonna evangelize so that you know what I pray that that anointing that was over you this year to just finish that year off that you will finish every year to the day that Jesus comes or the day that we go home with him. But I say that your family will come with you and that everybody in your household will be saved, that your community, that your grand, that the, and the grandparents, that your cat will be saved if you have one. At the mice in your house will leave and come, don't come to the church. Let them go and hear the service across the street. In Jesus' name. There's going to be so much anointing in this house that the people out, out across the street, they're going to be looking like Thriller walking into this church one day. <laughs> All right, I got to talk to you about a couple of things. I want you to say with me, it's Vision Sunday. Yeah. So, um, it's Vision Sunday. I want to talk to you about a couple of things. Thank you, guys. When, thank you, guys. Um, Vision Sunday is super important because I want to talk to you about a couple of things that we're going to be doing 
And I'm going to be mentioning this for the next three months, some of the things that direction where we're going as a church and some really cool new things that I really want to share with you. But before I do that, I want to talk about some great things that we had happen last year. Our children's ministry expanded in ways, man. Can we give a, a, an applause to Jen, a pastor over this house that has been working with Our youth ministry, we went from having no kids to 30-something kids. That's why I have more gray hairs, but thank you, God, for that. Our women's ministry came back as well. I want to thank God for that. Our trip to Israel was amazing. We had our first trip to Israel. Who went to Israel? Come on. No? No, you didn't like it? We're going again. We had the construction of some new rooms on the side. I want to say that we also expanded in our construction. Can you give a round of applause to that as well? And I also want to say the expansion of our worship team was great. And also the expansion of new pastors in our church as well. These are the great highlights that we had in 2019. So how church, give yourselves a round of applause. But we got some projects this year that we want to work with. We're opening up a thrift store. Yeah. Ivan, can you come up here for a second? It's probably this, Ivan, I'm not going to make you talk. I'm going to make you stand. Ivan, you're being disobedient in front of the church. You're going to come over here right now in Jesus' name before we, before we put it up to $10,000. And you know we're going to get you out of it. Somebody's going to want to use you for half an hour because he's the most brilliant man. He'll make everything work. Everybody knows that Ivan's like, Ivan, Ivan. But that's going to end. Ivan's not going to be the guy we're going to go to. Ivan's delegating this year. Ivan's going to be really, give me five, Ivan. Can you give this man a round of applause for all, come here, come here. For all the hard work. He's like, why are you doing this to me? This guy works so hard in this church and he gets no credit. Can you give him a round of applause? Can you say thank you for all the work he does? Thank you. But Ivan, don't. Still right here. I know. Okay, thank you very much. Ivan um, and I had a, a desire in our heart to see income come into this community that is not just in your conventional way of bringing the tithing into the storehouse because not everybody's doing it. But we're going to. Amen? Oh my God, that was good. Jesus, that's an answer to our prayer. Amen? Amen. Ooh, you heard it. <laughs> We're going to be able to finish our projects, buddy. Okay. But we're opening up a thrift store. But it's not just to make income. It's to help this community. We have Passaic across the... We have, we have senior citizens that don't, can't afford. And we have a really nice garage that's a mess. And we want to open up a thrift store in there. And I like thrift shopping. I like it. I like it. You get some really nice stuff. And, I, and I'm donating a whole bunch of clothes. And I buy nice stuff. And we're going to go thrift shopping. And we're going to have a thrift store in our garage. We're going to call it the garage. Isn't that nice? And I even had this bright idea. And we need a couple of thousands of dollars to, to start it. We need to paint. We need to put up some heat. And we need to build a wall and put a door there. And we got a couple of things that we need to do to make that happen. And we want to be able to give coupons to our senior citizens in the community and say, here, go get something for free that you need. We want to do that this year. This is some of the things that we're doing this year that's going to cost us some money. We want to we wanna open up a thrift store, and that's going to be happening in the spring. So, yay. I'm not putting a date. It's depending on what we do. We're opening up a summer camp for our kids so that your kids don't go to the Boys and Girls Club, but in the summer, they're going to be learning about Jesus every single day, Monday through Friday. It's going to cost you some money. It's going to cost you the same what you pay Boys and Girls Club, but you're sending them here. But in order for us to do that, we need to be able to upgrade this building. We want to be able to fix our backyard, maybe put some, put some, uh, 
put some, some different flooring that we have out there so the kids can run. I don't know what it's called. Turf or tar or no, no. The black thing that you put on that you, no, no, no. Black top, there you go, thank you. I'm not gonna say that word, okay, okay. Yes. Aha, uh-huh. it's your fault. Okay, so, um, so I can't say I have a Latin accent. It's not gonna come out the right way and then the kids are gonna start laughing and you know that's true. Okay, so summer camp. And we also want to be, we want to stop paying somebody else's mortgage. We want How Church to own property. So we're going to start collecting money for a down payment for our own building. With parking. Do you guys like this place? Or you want something bigger? You want, I, you know what I want? A jacuzzi. Okay, so speak it into existence we can pick a baptismal pool slash jacuzzi but everybody comes in with a full body suit because this is a church okay i ain't showing my chichos okay so um so that's what's happening here these are our projects and we want to keep it simple so that we can do it do you think we can do this together i just need moral support (laughs) my love language is right here to stay right next to me that's what i need i need your love right now okay because i don't like doing this i just need you to hold my back and just pray for me pray for me when i do this because I have faith, but I believe, God, that this is the last season that only a few of us are going to do it alone. God is sending this whole house so that we can do it together. Amen. So we need you to serve this team. We have different ministries. The children's ministry needs you. Greeting. You see what he's doing? You see it right here? He's overworked. We need more people. We need to be able to fulfill. We need just not only people greeting we need people leading teams and we need to put you through training because we can't just put you a leader because you know you, you look nice we need to train you the worship team needs more musicians we need i'm, I'm praying you know we, we need more musicians we need to the, you see the av team out there see rich right there say hi rich he's new into our community, him and his wife have come in and they've been blessing us and his son and, and look at them they are there every and Bree, i love you so much they're there every sunday Every Sunday, every and his daughter as well. Every Sunday, out back there in that corner, I would love to see that family have a day of rest and they could sit down together, even though he may not like it. He'd probably be doing it through his iPad, controlling things. But I want them to be able to have a day of rest. We need more people on those buttons back there. They do more than what you can imagine. Cleaning crew. Sometimes I, the pastor, am the cleaning crew, and I love it. I'll be honest with you, I love it. I got the Nistoline, I got the Clorox. I start wiping, and I make believe that my mom is chasing me with a broom. So I. I know how to be part of the youth ministry. I got way too many grades. If you have grace for kids, come help me, please. At administration, we need help in this church. You can join. But how can you join? We're going to talk about that a little bit later. Pray for us. Pray for the leaders of this church, the community, new ideas, our thrift store, and our summer camp. This is how you can pray for us. But also, you can give today. You can give towards our thrift store, our building projects, our HVAC. I'm going to tell you the truth. We don't have air conditioner on the left side of this building to the front. If you haven't been here in the summer, you haven't experienced what it is. Missions training in Haiti in August. This building is that. Or it's hot in here. It is really hot. And we're not going to have that issue anymore. You see these, these vents? The reason why this is not fixed yet is because the person who did this did this wrong. And we have to redo it. And it's going to cost us about $6,000. We are going to give towards our HVAC. We're going to give towards that. What is that word? That's going to be used as a playground, but also a parking lot in the background. So you can have a place to park. Okay. 
We have to give towards our worship team. We want to give towards our building fund. But you'll also want to give to something that is personally my favorite project so far. And it's buying cameras for the church so that we can go live on Facebook. So that if anything has happened, you can share it to someone who's in a hospital because you're still coming to the church. But we're going to be doing really cool things. For example, in 4th of July weekend, we're giving you all, we're going to bring Sunday church to you. Where you can go with your families and we're giving you 4th of July weekend off. And we're going to have online church in different locations. You could be at the beach with some of your friends and church is coming to you on 4th of July weekend. Where we give all of the people who serve a break that day. Isn't that exciting? No? Sad? You're still having church. We're not stopping church. But church is coming to you. And this is how we're going to do it. We need to raise money. And how we're going to do it, join us for our first giving campaign ever. We've never had a giving campaign. And we're going to do it from the month of January to the month of March 15, where you are going to be able to join in this vision in our church. And what do we need? $60,000. Can we do it? Is that easy? I want to tell you this, we're going to do it because God is going to do it regardless of you being a participant in this or not, but we're going to do it because I've never seen God leave me behind. So we're going to raise $60,000 from here to March 15. We're going to do it clever ways. Some of you are going to pledge today. They're going to be like, you know what, for me and my house, we're going to, we're going to donate X, Y, and Z. We're going to donate 5,000. We're going to donate 10. We might donate four. But I don't think we're going to get 60. And my heart says we're going to go up to $75,000 because I believe the God that we serve. And that's not 60. Because some, some, some people already joined. There's some people in this church that already joined. That number went down today to $57,000. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that awesome? So... January 5th today, all the way to March 15th, we're raising this money for these projects, and I'll ask that you join us. Um, so how many of you believe God for this right now? Can you stand up? So this is how you're going to do it. Next week, we're going to have, the next two weeks, we're going to have a little bit of more opportunities to do that. In front of you, right there, can you, can you pass me an envelope? We're going to need the lights to go on for a minute. And Vicky, you're going to see that your goodness is running after because some of them are going to start running out. Um... You're going to take this envelope, and in the back, you're going to say, Today, I am pledging from here to March 15 to complete. You're going to put, I pledge, and you're going to put the amount of money that you're going to pledge. In the next two weeks, we're going to announce how much we received in pledges. Because there's a lot of people that are not here today, and we're believing God for this. But today, I'm pledging X, Y, and Z. I'm going to pledge this amount of money. As me and my house, we're pledging this. You know what? I'm believing God for this. We have great things coming. I'm so happy that we're having a young adults group starting with very soon. The Pedrosos are running a young adults group very soon in our church. We're excited about the expansion that we have in new ministries coming. We need your support. We need your support, church. We need your support. And we really want you to be a part of this giving challenge in the next three months. So that's what's happening. And today's giving, today's giving is not going towards the pledge unless you put... This is my pledge. This is my, my Sunday giving, but this is my pledge. I'm pledging this amount of money for our community within the next three months. Now, before we go, we're going we're gonna to pray about this. Can you pray? Can you pray that God helps us, church? No? Get the back door open. We're running out. No, I'm not running away from this. I'm believing God. I have a couple of announcements that I want to talk to you 
right after service right now, we're having growth track where you get to know a little bit about our church. If you want to serve in those areas, you should go to that growth track. Pastor Liz is running that. We're having a corporate fast starting tomorrow. And on Monday, you're going to see it out there. Pastor Liz, come and join me to help me with the Liz, come and, come and join me to help me with that. Thank you, Liz. Um, Wednesday night. Wednesday night we're having, we're coming back to worship night. Isn't that exciting? So everybody be here Wednesday night at 7.30. We start live worship at 8 o'clock, but we have time of fellowship from 7.30 to 8. And Friday night, this Friday night, there's not going to, this Friday night, after our youth service and after the women's gathering that they're having up here, we're going to be here for one hour. We're going to be here for one hour because we're fasting, giving that night to Jesus and just having a time of prayer and worship. So we're fasting. We're starting tomorrow our corporate fast as a Daniel fast. If you want to join that, Liz has some information about that. You also, if you want to get involved in our church, there's a growth track happening today for the next four Sundays at 1145. Upstairs, and if you speak Spanish, on the side room. It's opposite. If you speak English, it's, in the, it's over here. And if you speak Spanish, it's upstairs. So um, we want you to be a part of this church, and we want you to join us in all these areas that we need help in. But uh, we ask that you come and meet us in our, in our growth track so that you can know how to be that person. We could train you a little bit about that and also about what our church is about. So this is amazing. Thank you so much. The time has definitely uh, gone up a little bit, but we wanted to talk to you about the things in our community. Can you do me a favor at this moment? Can you pray for our church? We're going to reach this goal in Jesus' name, but not just this one. We're going to reach the goal of being co faithful congregants every Sunday. We're going to reach this goal in praying, having community. We're going to follow biblical principles in Jesus' name. Liz, would you just come up and, and, um, and pray and close us out? Thank you so much. And then we're going to have that time of worship because I believe it. But today, guys, when you give your offering, this is what you're going to do. You're going to give it a little bit different today. While they're singing, I want you to pledge, and I want you to put your offering on the stage. Why? Because we're doing it as a laying down, as an offering, as an altar to God. So I want you to pray right now. Take the next two minutes to pray about what God is asking you to give. Don't rebuke the devil when it's a big amount. Pray about what God is asking you to give. And I want you to place it on the stage, each and every one of you. Come as a family. If it's just one family, come as a family and bless this house. Bless this community. Bless what God is doing in this church. In Jesus' name, amen. So, Father, we just thank you and we bless you. We thank you, Father, for the word. Lord God, you are constant in every season, Father, and we just pray, Lord God, that even as we walk this walk with you, Lord, that we would also be constant in you. Lord God, reminded of your goodness and your faithfulness, Father God, and out of our love relationship with you, Lord God, everything that we do, we do it with joy. So, Father, we just thank you and we bless you, Father. We, we thank you, Lord, for the people who have committed their lives to this house, Lord, and we just pray that you would bless them so much more, Father, even during this fasting, Lord God, that we as a community would not give up, Lord God, that we will not fall short, Lord, but that we would do this, Lord God, to honor your name. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you.